and welcome back to the What the Fork Sunland Review Show. Believe it or not, and I'm sure some of us believed it right from the beginning, depending on who you listen to mostly on this podcast, um, Sunland have made the championship playoffs after demolishing Preston 3-0 at Deepdale on the final league day of the season. There was a little bit of help from Blackburn as well and potentially a little bit of help from Millwall, whichever way you look at it. But um, truthfully, we just can't wait to get stuck into it. What a really great day. I've just got in from Preston and welcomed in with horrendous weather into Glasgow here. But uh, we just want to wax lyrical and and sort of talk about the game and and just assess what's been an amazing season, you know, come what may. But um, I have to start with over the weekend, we, we sadly lost Ian Wayne, who was obviously one of our... One of our listeners, and most importantly, a massive Sunderland fan. Um, someone I was really lucky to bump into a few times, and I'm, I was gutted. I think we all were gutted, and I was specifically, um, especially gutted. Sorry to to hear the really sad news that he'll no longer be obviously Sunderland home and away. And I just that one for me ahead of everything. That one was for him. Brad, how we do, mate? You okay? I'm very good, mate. Absolutely buzzing. Um. I don't know if I'm more happy that the fact that we got in the playoffs or my prediction is fucking blue sorry has blew Dave's prediction right out of the water <laughs> um, no just what a, what a day uh, we all said in the group chat halfway through the first half when they went 3-1 up I think that's, that's it it's dead Paul Merson said it on Sky Sports that's it Millwall in the playoffs we should know better than to write off anything happening late drama because that second half if you just put in, uh, if you just take our game, it look. If it didn't come off with the other results, and that second half was how we finished the season, so what a way to finish! And you couldn't have been prouder. But when the other goals were going in, it was like, oh my word! And then the three goals that we scored, wow! That's just, I, I, I still believe that we will do it, but I can't think how it's going, how I can peak higher than I feel right now. It's just I'm buzzing, man. I'm not gonna like tell you you're talking rubbish because wait, you said we'd get fifth at the start of the season and we'd be comfortably in the playoffs and wait, we're in we're in via goal difference, but we are there. But um Ross, me and you maybe doubted it. I think I said I don't think we'd get in. Uh unbelievably we're there. Uh I know you're buzzing, but tell me how buzzing you are. I oh the moon same as Brad. I've never been happier for Brad to be so right. If that makes any sense, like it takes a lot for me to be really happy for Brad to get one out of us. So this time, I'm like, yeah, milk it for all you can, Brad. And also, I think we should keep doubting Brad because seems to be working this far. So we'll, I think we should keep doubting him and his mad predictions. Dave, you're like me and Ross. We we said a flirt with the playoffs at best. That wouldn't develop any further than maybe a slight peck on the cheek after a nice meal. But we're there. We're, we're there. You, you know, we talked about it last week after the um, after the Watford game and we said, like, oh, to go this close is going to be really annoying when we inevitably miss out. I, I don't think anyone saw the day coming the way it did today, but maybe maybe we should always expect and expect in some sort of drama with something. It's just so nice to be on the right side of the drama for once, Dave, isn't it? Well, I'll... I'll start off with giving uh give Brad his, his dues. You you can't you can't knock it. Um the cynic in me from what thirty seven year old so thirty four years of supporting Sunderland unfortunately always takes over me. But maybe I've gotta finally realise that 
that one phrase that Grayson gave us years ago on his flip chart about turning around this huge, gigantic ship. And once it's going in the right direction, it could be unstoppable. And maybe that is what's happening. I said with the last four games, we get seven points. And to give myself a bit of credit, I would have been absolutely spot on. But the one person who has... And listen, oh, there you go. There's the first one of the day. Listen, listen up, everyone. Oh, whatever, Ross, it's not to get lost. <laughs> I don't care. Everyone can listen to me today. Uh, stick that in your editing mic. <laughs> um, me editing mic. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I haven't even had a drink. I'm just buzzing. <laughs> uh, Paddy Roberts call. Paddy Roberts equaliser. I mean, how absolutely huge is that? How huge is that to put that in the top corner in the 95th minute? And that's the extra point that's getting us there uh, along the way with everything else. Absolutely buzzing. Now we just need my prediction because I really didn't think we'd sneak in. I thought it was going to be heartbreak. I thought we were going to miss out. I mean, imagine missing out on goal difference. (laughs) Imagine missing out on goal difference. Um, I said if we made the playoffs, we'd do it. I can't go back now, can I? Now that we're there. I don't even know where to begin with the positives here, Brad, to be honest. Um, I thought Pritchard was phenomenal. I thought Equa was unreal. I thought Roberts was brilliant. But look, I'm going to start one place. And I said, please don't swear on the podcast, but I'm at fucking Diallo. My God. What a boy. Brad, tell me why you love him. Because I love him more than my family. I love him more than my missus. Um, don't need to edit yeah. that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, there isn't enough words. I mean, we've talked about him probably more over a season than any other player in the history of podcasts because he's just that good. And the one thing I'm buzzing about is I get to see him one more time at the stage of my life, at least. My little lump in my throat last week. Wasted. Yeah. Um, mate, he's just... He's so classy. He's just so good on the ball. But like you touched on as well, his work rate and trying to get the ball back it's just exceptional for such a young lad as well. He's he's going to be a top, top player. But there's no no doubt about that. Now, if there's one reason that I want to get promoted out, well, there's about 100 reasons I want to get promoted, but it was his comments after the game. Oh, was, I know. What a tease, by the way. It, if we do it, I'll be back. And it's like, oh, yes. I, like, I, I don't know. Um, mate, I like what else can we say? We're, we've said nearly every word in the English dictionary. Honestly, it's, it's, it's frightening. He is absolutely frightening how good he is. Don't get me wrong, every minute of that away end today was class, but Diallo's goal will live with me a long time. I mean, we've seen him score some like really good, skillful goals, we've seen him score some really nice placed shots, but the fact that he just we were shouting for ages because the first half we we were playing nice football, but like passing it around quite a bit. 
And I think we were like, just shoot, like just have a shot. And he literally just went, right, how about this one? <laughs> it was like the way it flew past the Geordie in the net straight in top corner. I was delighted with that leg. Yeah, I mean, I'll give credit to their keeper because they pulled off a couple of exceptional saves. Good keeper, to be but fair. Then, yeah. then his inner Geordie came out and at home to Sunderland's picked out the ball out of his own net three times. Like he's he's channeled his inner Geordie and thought, yeah, that's what, that's what we do best against Sunderland. Um, I mean, Darlow done it four times against us at home the other week, but yeah. Um, it, it, man, Diallo. Does that That's, mean, though, that technically Ahmad Diallo channeled his inner David Vaughan? <laughs> uh, Ahmad Diallo has pictures of David Vaughan on his wall. <laughs> and we all do. Um, Ross, like, I want to praise loads and I don't want to just single one person out, but I'm going to single someone out. Diallo's goal, his overall performance, the season that he's had, like, Someone said to me on the train on the way back, went, how have we got in this position with like ending the season, Lyndon Gooch at centre-back, which he was. He was playing left-sided centre-back at the end of the game. Like, and we were like, how have we got through this season? And someone said, Diallo, Robertson, Jack Clark, mate. And like Diallo, obviously the pick of the bunch, but, but Rossi's brilliant, isn't he? I mean, we've got to go up to keep hold of him because it would be unfair on him to play any lower a level lower than the Premier League. He's just sheer class. Definitely. And I think like you've mentioned there, you mentioned Clark, Roberts. The, these players have played at a level so high this year that there's going to be Premier League clubs who look at these players. Like you've heard the rumours about Clark this weekend and because they're playing like an absolute level higher than what, what they have before and they're doing it consistently. That's a big thing for me. And how many goals has Clark scored cutting in from the left on his right foot and just, you know he's going to do it, but they can't, they can't stop him because he's added that going down the left and whipping it in with his left foot into his game as well, so that he can go either way. I just feel like now we're here, it's not a free hit anymore, though. And it I is, think man, it because is, it is, it is, it is a free hit. Stop putting I don't, the pressure on, man, stop. I don't know, because do you know what I feel, right, as well? Luton's probably the worst team we could play, because as much as they are the highest team, the highest ranked team, and they're probably the best team over the season on merit to be there in the playoffs. I think it's just because it's a name, Luton. And I don't know if that's it's, it's unconscious bias, isn't it? Where you feel like, oh, Luton is home. Oh, we should we, we get a result there and go down to Luton. Oh, yeah, we, should, we could beat them. And both, the one thing I'd say is both games we played against Luton, they haven't looked that special against us. They really haven't. And we've actually, even when, like you say, we played went through that spell where we were pretty poor and we still got a point against them at home. So, I feel like now, we're there, we're probably just one of the most confident teams going into it. I just hope now, I'm probably rambling on because I'm buzzing, but at the same time, now I keep the more think about the semi-final, the playoff semis, I'm, I'm, I'm shit myself a bit now. See, I, I'm not, like, I've got to be honest and say that I'm just dead chill about it. Like, honestly, when it was like 3-3 and everyone around me was absolutely losing their heads, I was like, it's fine. Like, these players are going to come off the pitch. I'm going to clap them. Like, all we all we needed this hope to really be, all we needed this season to be, sorry, was was hope in many ways. And it gave us enough to go, well, there's something there. And I said, like, don't get me wrong, right, I want us to be in the playoffs, and I'm delighted that we are, and I think we deserve to be. I think we've been in the top six sides this season, and I think the league table proves that for a reason. 
And I've said that for a while. I just thought luck might go against us. But like this season, finishing sixth or finishing seventh, I still would be as hopeful. Do you know what I mean? I'd still feel like, wow, this season's been brilliant. Like there's actually a team there that we can sit and watch, enjoy watching and have a lot of hope in. The difference now is there is a bit of a crack at accelerating that um, that chance of getting to where we think we belong. And to everyone who said it was too early to go up, let us tell you, it's definitely not. It's never too early. How many? Ch- you, not every, not every season you get a chance of promotion, especially at the Premier League. Think of like how many years we've had to watch terrible football in League One. It's there's never too early to, to have a crack of promotion and fair play to every every one of them players, every one of the staff. They've went above and beyond expectations of everyone outside and inside the club. And uh, yeah, we made the playoffs with Paddy Roberts at right wing back. <laughs> what are we doing, man? Like, it's just wow. Um, Dave, look, I, I kind of don't want to think about the game too much yet because obviously there'll be a preview show coming and stuff like that. But obviously, it's got to be on the agenda. But um, today, again, when we're talking about resilience, um, and we're going to be going in that playoff semi final with all these players injured and with no like. Dennis Serkin and Gucci got a knock today as well. But when you look at the way that we reacted all season, the way we reacted today, second half with the injuries we've had, it sounds weird to say I'm not that bothered about the players injured because I am. But I just trust these players' resilience so much, Dave. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, massively. No matter who steps into the breach, I just I, I just have total faith. Um, it's... <laughs> I was just having a quick flick through while Ross was talking, and it's it's that classic, um, it's that classic boxing cliche of how styles make fights. This has got absolute classic all over it because Sunderland will have the majority of possession. Luton will be strong, physical, organised try and hit us with set pieces and that's going to be our biggest worry but we should see around about 65% of the ball and would you really want to play against a team that has 65% of the ball and has that many wizards should we say wizards in the team that can do anything yeah we haven't got a set forward do you know what it is though as good as they are Dave it's the lack of fear that they all have massively like like, Roberts has been a good player for a number of years. Jack Clark got a £10 million move for a reason. Diallo was signed for, like, £40 million for a reason. But I think Tony Mowbray is basically... The second half, right, when Pritchard came out and we seen Sergan went off, we were like, what the hell's going on here? It's like Gucci had sent her off in the back three and everyone's like, oh, God. But Tony Mowbray's obviously sat down and going, lads, you've done it all season. Like, you've got loads of talent in the team. Just go and do what you can do. And they just look like they've got no shackles on them. As much as a resilient... They're completely fearless, and that actually gives me a bit of confidence going into these games, but also makes me feel really chilled. Hey, look, if we don't win the playoffs, it's all right. <laughs> it's okay, but the fact that we even give us a chance where we're at in this progression is just like, wow. Massively. it's They're very, very talented forward-thinking players. I think the one thing that Tony Mowbray has channeled into every single one of them. I mean, Ahmed Diallo from Atlanta, 45 million euros United play for him. He's done Ten Hag's job for him. 
because he's taught them how to play with desire and defend for your life when you haven't got the ball. Ten Hag's over the moon with this. He's he's got someone ready made there, and I hope to God he doesn't include him next year, especially if we get into the Premier League. But the desire that they've all got got to get in front of the ball and defend for their lives. As soon as you get them in in forward advanced spaces, they just do they do what they're naturally gifted to do. It's it's nice to see. It's it's how you <laughs> listen. I don't want to throw cliches out there about Brazilians and stuff, but if you can imagine the old fashioned way of an England team, no matter how creative you are, we put that many shackles on them that you're defending a four four two, and that's your primary job. What we seem to be doing is the way that it should be done. We're getting players who are naturally gifted, very talented, brilliant going forward, have a bit of magic in them every single game and letting them do that and letting them do that first and foremost and teaching them the bit about desire and defending and playing for the badge. Yeah, fearless. Absolutely fearless myself going into it. I said if we got into the playoffs, we'd do it. None of the other three teams worry me at all. They they don't, and it's not to say that they're not good teams. Like, I think Coventry are a really good team. I think Jokeres terrifies me, but I'm just not bothered. Like, I'm just looking forward to it. Like, a lot of the games I've been looking forward to this season, I'm just looking forward to seeing Sunderland play. And I think it's because I see a bunch of young lads who look... They look like they're having fun, if I'm honest. Like they look like they're having fun. They're not just a good team. They look like they're having fun, um, and that's lovely to watch. When they're banging in thirty odd screamers, it makes it extra fun for me as well. But um, I think, Rich, big shout out for me, Brad. I think if I was to pick one player that I thought maybe wasn't brilliant this season, i.e., wasn't one hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. I think he's had a decent season. Pritch was probably the one that because I had such. Um, high standards for him. I thought maybe, you know, he'd been overshadowed a bit by the Diallo Roberts and, and Clark and stuff, but I thought he made a massive difference today. And I don't know if that's because he hates Millwall, which we've evidently seen, but um, there's been talk about, oh, will he stay? He looks like a player that might want to be away. He was arguing with the fans after Huddersfield or something like that, or Watford. Um, I didn't say any of that. I don't know. I don't know how far it's true, but people were saying essentially looked unhappy. I'll tell you what, that didn't look like a man that was unhappy to me, Brad, and I think Pritchard showed... Uh, which you showed his value to this team 100%. Yeah, I think we've spoken about him a couple of times in previous weeks, and when he's come on, he seems to have changed the game. Um, but I think today, we, when he's came on, we have actually played to his strengths um, and give the ball into him a lot more rather than, I don't know, he, he's not the type of player that will run in behind or balls up high to him. It's just pass the ball into him and let him do his thing. And listen, there was a there was a point where just before he scored, he nearly scored a brilliant individual goal, and he just slipped at the key moment, and that just shows his mentality. He hasn't let him get to him because two minutes later he pops up with an absolute world. He went the easier option is probably to knock it out wide further. Diallo or Roberts whoever was just to the right of him, and it probably is a little bit of a better position, but he's hit it. Um, he is a great player, and like you say, we have babies. A little bit too high expectation of him. Look, he was a standout player in uh, in League One last year. And, I mean, it's a different level altogether. But I still wouldn't wouldn't say he's had a bad season. 
he's maybe not hit the same heights as last year, but that's that's more for the fact that we've got more players who are able to to give us a creative spark. Whereas last year, I think we were relying on the likes of Pritchard to sort of pull us through some games. Um, so yeah, I I think he's been fine, and I wouldn't mind seeing him getting a new contract. And that doesn't look like a lad to me that maybe he's down tools or doesn't care anymore. Because you've seen this celebration for well for all the goals. He was right in there enjoying it. And then at the end of the game, enjoying it and celebrating with the fans and with the players. But yeah, he, he when he came on, I just think he gave us a new dynamic. Um, like you said, when I seen certain going off and Pritchard coming on, I thought we were going to chuck Pritchard centre-half and... <laughs> that wouldn't have surprised me at all. He's not far off is he, at this point, to be fair. Um, I think you say when, when we, if, if we were to go and play Coventry in the final, Jock Arez, it wouldn't surprise us with the injuries that we've had if he's coming up against a defensive duo of Lahadji and Barr. It's just how it has gone. And the we win. The boys do a job. Faultless, <laughs> um, like all of them. I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm turned into an old man because I'm saying I'm proud of every single one of them that's probably because I'm about 10 years older than most of them now and that's strange considering yeah. I'm only 31 year old um, but yeah I, I just think he's a great player he is a great if you play with his strengths he, he is also a ma- another match winner that we've got in that side and whether that be from the start or from the bench I, I, I do think he's a bit he's better coming from the bench Um but that's not to say if, if he was to get a, the nod to start against the likes of a Luton or if we do get to Wembley, if he was to start, I wouldn't be against that because what he does, if he does start, is he gets us on the press higher and a lot quicker than a lot of other players do. And you see him driving everyone forward. So, yeah, I I, I can't really say anything bad about him this season. His deliveries and set players haven't been great. Think- but... It shows you how good we've been this season. We've done it that, like we're thinking, oh, well, Pritchard's maybe not been like ten out of ten. <laughs> like I tell you what, if Pritchard's like the worst of this season when you compare it to everything else that we've had over the past ten years. Jesus, we're doing all right. But I think honestly, like I'm looking at the the squad and I'm picking up. I thought Equo was excellent today. I thought he was great. I thought he broke a play. I thought his passing was excellent. Daniel, ninety five percent pass succession rate, um, pass completion rate. Sorry. Um, O'Neill, brilliant as always. Trey Hume, probably my favourite player at the minute. Just good old-fashioned right back that's currently playing at centre back. Um, Joffy was excellent. Like, but but Ross, is anyone that I haven't mentioned here that deserves a mention? Are we just going to go for all eleven in the soaps or what? The referee for not giving the most blatant penalty of all time. I'm so glad that didn't come back to hurt us because that was blatant. Um, sorry, I just had to get off my chest because I was really annoyed at the time. It was such a penalty. Is that the one on um, Joffy? Yeah, like it. He gets nowhere near the ball. Gellhart puts a pass to him, and he just wipes him out. But the worst thing is, their player then just puts his head down, expecting the referee to blow. So even their player who made the foul expected it to be given, and every Sullen player was like totally bereft at why it wasn't given. But you're right. You go through the whole team. Like everyone's contributed this season. I don't think there's one person in the squad who hasn't contributed. But yeah, you're right. There's so many people we can like pick out. But for me as well, like oh nine, and I've mentioned loads on here. But um, he's been so good. Like he's he's our senior centre back now. 
when he started the season as our third, fourth choice centre midfielder. What what <laughs> what a turnaround, really. And Paddy Roberts couldn't get in the team under a certain Alex Neal, whose team got beat again today. Ouch. Um him and him and Ahmad's connection phenomenal. Like you, you say, me too didn't didn't really do much today when he came on, but he's been one of our better players of the last ten twelve games. And then Equaz came from nowhere and put two two good performances in. It's like just plucking out these wonder kids out of nowhere, and it's 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 mad how it works. And you've got to give credit, I think, to the head of recruitment. Okay, we all know we could have we should have had another striker in. But all of these players that Harvey and Speakman have brought in, for I'm sure when the accounts are released, we spent five million on assembling the squad. Five million pound, and I've just Quick. watched Southampton, whose squad's worth like 120 million, and they couldn't string three passes together, which is mad. Very quick mention for fine margins, and someone who needs a huge shout out in the first half. Sorry. Second half, can't remember, don't care. Um, Anthony Patterson with that save where he made himself absolutely huge, absolutely huge moment. Uh, yeah, and just a quick statistic that I saw the other day great one going into the playoffs as well. We've had to after the day, we've had 11 games where we've took the lead in an away game. Anyone fancy a guess at uh, what the conversion rates conversion rates to wins are out of eleven? Ten wins, one draw. That's you great would not you would not want to go behind to Sunderland away from home. Well, if Sunderland being away from home, unbelievable statistic that. It's just like I just think, and again, and I mean it, and it's not me trying to talk us down or anything like that we could go on and win the playoffs and god i hope so because in many ways i look at like the way that we went into the playoffs last season and we went in as like the form team i haven't really lost that many since i think the stoke game i think we've lost one since then um and that includes games against norwich burnley like an informed norwich as it was at the time luton who were third off top with all these injuries and with injuries racking up i mean i was talking about when he might have to put chris Riggs in the half and i remember chris Riggs also injured um, so we can't even play the 15-year-old kid. Um, but I just think I'm so relaxed about it. I'm just I'm buzzing for Saturday just because I'm just like, let's have a go. Like so worst that can happen. But um Well, I've openly slated Pierre Equa. Um so a little mention to say have I done has my magic worked again? Where with Corey Evans last year? Another centre midfielder that's happened again. There's my apology, James Copley. Um, I am a little bit sorry for, for <laughs> writing them off so early because he was immense today. He was immense against West Brom. So, yeah, that's just to back up Dave's words. I am very sorry, Pierre. You look a very good footballer right now. I think you've been great, man. Honestly, it's like everything's coming up Millhouse, isn't it? Like, there's your title. Um, quickly before, obviously, we go because I feel like we've just rambled about how great we, we feel and that's fine. Like, it's all right. I mean, there'll probably be a dislike or not on YouTube or something somewhere, but sorry. Um, Ross, we always like to try and be balanced and have some sort of negative slash positive in here. Uh, that's a lot of injuries. Serkin's not going to play again the rest of the season. I'm telling you that right now. He came out in the moon boot. He, he didn't look good. 
there's a chance hopefully maybe Ballard might come back. I know that there's been chat about him potentially being available for the playoffs if we made it. Um, but as positive as we feel, and as much as we know the players are not going to um, like feel sorry for themselves because of the injuries, because they never had. There's a lot of injuries. I mean, if Serkin's injured and Ballard isn't fit enough to get back, like what what do we play? We play the team that started the second half and ripped Preston to shreds. I hate the fact that that's such a good answer. So I'm just going to move on to Brad because he's spot on. I'm so sorry about that, but that was true. <laughs> I, you're right, though. Like That's the thing. It's like you go, oh, my God, all these injuries we had. Oh, yeah, the one when we like absolutely trashed a decent Preston side that finished like 10th and had a chance to play off something until about a week ago. Um, Brad, I suppose same question to you, but I suppose the answer could be exactly the same. But there's a lot of injuries there, but we just patch them up and plow on, don't we? What we've done all season has worked a treat. Um, but I mean, I know it was 3 0 when he came on, but Anderson has got another 20 25 minutes under his belt there. What I can remember from Luton, they do have some big boys in their team. We conceded two set players last week. They're going to target that. That, that. That's how Luton do it. They are very good at that, like getting the ball in the box and scoring goals. If Ballard isn't there, which I really, I'm, I'll put my neck on say I'm 90% sure he will be played. Um, I think Anderson might, they might just give him a nod and say, look, these are free hits now. We'll see how we get on. But yeah, um, I wouldn't be too, too far away from what Ross said. I mean, we've took them to bits second half because we just played football, didn't allow them to even get out. It was, I mean, I know they weren't very good and their heads dropped after the first goal. Um, but, yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Anderson, we didn't, if, we, if he didn't feature at all through the next couple of games. Last the question anyway. Um... I'm going to stick with my slight pessimism and say, don't think we'll win the playoffs. Um, is that gut feeling? No. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, it's not. I feel a bit more positive than that in my gut. Um, but I just want to our expectations a bit, maybe. Um, I don't think it changes too much. I think no matter what happens from here on in, it's been probably... I was talking about this today. Is it my favourite season following Sunderland? It sounds a bit weird because I've been going to see Sunderland since 93. Had a season ticket since 97. Uh, I loved the season 13-14 when we got to Wembley and the Great Escape and all that. But we were bottom up until October. I don't know if it's my favourite season ever, but i tell you what, it's right up there for the sheer fact that every game I've enjoyed pretty much, apart from one or two, which in a game of 46, a season of 46 games, that's a crazily good percentage. But I I don't think we'll I don't think we'll win the playoffs. I'm just trying to tamper expectations. But um Dave, I'll let you have the next word on this before I get Brad's and, and Ross's. Are we gonna win the playoffs? <laughs> yes. I said it before we got into the playoffs. So I've got to stick by it. Thinking about it. What score do Luton have to get at home, as in Stadium Alive, for us to be worried about going to Kenilworth Road? 
I mean, our last four I, games against Luton have been one-one. Mind, I, I don't want to get overconfident with Luton; they're a damn good side. I do. I agree with what Ross said. In some ways, it's kind of like Borough at home. You'd be up for that. Coventry at home, the history is there. Luton, you kind of like, oh, Luton, they were in like League Two five seasons ago. It feels like obviously they weren't, um, but they're, they're there on merit and they're they're a good side. No side that we haven't beaten this season um, massively. I just think psychologically over two legs, Luton have to outscore us. And I don't think that they can. They, you've just said they don't score that many goals. They, you so, don't to, they don't have to do that psychologically, Dave. They just have to do that physically. Well, Thank it you, both works. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they win three or four nils. Psychologically, they've got to score more goals. Dave, have you just had your Michael Owen moment? <laughs> I yeah, think Lauren. we score more goals than them, though we will win. <laughs> psychologically, they've got to score more goals. Psychologically, oh, they, they could take, they could take a 1-0, a 2-0 win back to Kenilworth Road. And I, and listen, it's it's the semi-finals of the playoffs. You can't, you can't say that anyone's taking it for granted. But Sunderland have just scored three away at Preston. Preston don't concede goals, not that many anyway. So there's every chance that we can go to Kenilworth Road and score three or four. My biggest worry, and I'm not overlooking Luton whatsoever, but my biggest worry would be Coventry in the final. Yeah. If we got to the final, I wouldn't want to touch Coventry with a barge ball. I no, think if we either. play Borough, I think we absolutely break their hearts and I think we stuff them 4-0. There's me prediction <laughs> for the final if we play Borough. And I'm normally the guy who sits on the fence, but I'm calling it now. So if um, we can get past Luton and if we get Borough in the final, we're back in the Premier League, boys. Jesus, we've gone... Psych- psychologically, anyway. We've gone too far too far. You need some help. Um, psychologically, I think Sunderland might win. Um, but I hope they do it physically as well. But um, I'm going to laugh at that for ages. I... Ross, I'm going to maybe change the question here for you. Are Sunderland going to get past Luton? Because I think probably we're asking about winning the playoffs and you can show it then as well if you want. But I think it's um, it's tough. The first I think the first tough. leg... I think the tie basically depends on the first leg because our home form has been really weak. Um, and I think if we can get a positive, or basically don't be, don't be one or two nil goes down by the first leg, then I think we can do it. I think it's imperative that we don't give them a lead to hold on to at their place because they can like say they're very good defensively, and also. You've got to give Luton credit. They were in the playoffs last season, so they've got experience. So I feel like... It, 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 I know we were in the playoffs in League One as well, so it's two sides who got recent experience of the playoffs and for Luton to get in the Premier League would be an absolute fairy tale, let's be honest, considering what they've been through. They were in non-league 10 years ago. Um... So I also feel like in atmosphere, it's a horrible ground. It's all been documented. Everyone's seen it more more enough on Twitter. Um, but it's very tight, and the can the atmosphere can get on top. Though I think we'll only get about nine hundred tickets for the away leg, which is mad. They're going to be like 
Brock and Horseshit trying to get them. So, but shout also to say as well, like the atmosphere is going to be class on Saturday. I kind of wait because the atmosphere today in that weekend was unreal on the telly. Oh, it was incredible. Like the atmosphere today was absolutely incredible. And I've said for a long time, no matter what happens, I would just like to get an atmosphere like Chef Wed again last year. But uh, yeah, you know what? That, that's not much more we can say. I don't know if we've made much sense, but we're happy and that's what matters. Um, if anyone's seen the Sunland Scotland supporters branch flag, please return it. Someone's nicked it at the match today. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, preview show coming up as soon as possible. Get behind the lads on Saturday, book your tickets, get it sold out, get right behind them um, and just Blooming well, enjoy your morning walk or your afternoon walk or your, your evening walk, whatever, wherever you're listening to this. Thanks very much for doing so um, and enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy your psychological walks, everybody. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>